Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. By the way, Game of Games brought to you by Cole Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, go to calljacob.com or call 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Uh, what's going on, Cappy? Well, gentlemen, um, if I may, John, you were about to explain something to us. Yes. I, I want to well, step aside, and then I got a question for Mace. Okay. okay, so, George, if you look at the NBA, there are several teams that are not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. If you do nothing at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. okay, which is one of the few avenues you have to to make your team better, aren't you just mailing it in? For example, like Chicago should make a bunch of trades. Yes. They, they're they a team going nowhere. Well, but San Antonio should trade Jakob Pertl. Yeah. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Yeah. Sounds like uh, they're going to at some point. Phoenix right. should trade Jay Crowder. Now, if none of these things happen, I just think it's the GM being lazy. I agree to an extent, right? I think that clearly they are trying to make deals, to Mason's point. These guys have been on the phones for months having right. these conversations, gauging each other's interests, seeing what they one team needs, another team needs. So now we're at the stage where everyone kind of knows what the other one needs or all the right. other teams need. And yes, if there is a impending free agent, I'm with you on that. That that's malpractice. Right. Okay. But But if, it happens a lot. <laughs> right. But if it's not an impending free agent, then I, I could understand you being like, eh, maybe I'll keep the guy until he has more value. Like the Lakers did with Westbrook, right? Right, right, right. So, like, I don't understand, like, if the Rockets hang on to Eric Gordon. The Rockets aren't that. going yeah. anywhere. Unless Trade but, the guy. Apparently, according to some story I read, he wants to stick it out there. Now, well, that's different, though. Right. You know? I, I mean, I, I wonder if Utah doesn't do anything. I think that's bad. Well, they have a lot of pieces I would yeah. trade. Like, I mean, Me obviously, too. Mike Conley being the biggest of them all, even though I don't know how much in the tank Mike Conley Yeah, is. I don't think yeah. much. Um, do you do, think much? I, don't I mean, think he's, he's, don't he's as a backup. Tank? If, you're, if you're in a rebuild, though, like Detroit should trade Bogdanovich, not necessarily to the Lakers, but trade him someplace. Now, I think they are going to. I mean, everybody's shopping they, for Bogdanovich. There are some people that think they want to keep him to be like part of a core. Like, uh, they need a they, veteran guy. Yeah, know? he's 31 or 32, and the, yeah. the rest of their team is 21. I right. love Bogdanovich. Man, the Lakers, I love Bogdanovich. He'd be on the great. Lakers. He would be he'd, fantastic. Well, he'd fit with a lot of teams, to John's point. Yeah. You know? Would you give up a number one pick? I'd give up one, but not See, more. See, I would than give that. up one too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, those kids are right now twelve and ten years old. Yeah, what about top? What about top five protected? Yeah, for sure, I'd put some protections on it. Yeah, yeah, Bogdanovich would be great with yeah. this team. Uh, Cappy, what's your question for Mason? Yes, Cappy. Mace, um, I heard you talking earlier because George and I are going to spend plenty of time on this trade. Yeah, um, right. So I heard you earlier talking about something that I find very interesting that I think a lot of other people would as well, but I need some detail around it. Okay. You said you're taking audio tapes and you're having them digitized. Correct. So are these like audio cassettes or VHS tapes? Like explain this. Both. I'm sitting on a box yep. of VHS tapes from family events and like early stages of career and college football and all these things. And I'd love to have them digitized. Yeah. Not to mention, I'm with you. I got tapes of like the earliest days of Scott and BR where what we sounded like back then versus today. I, 
I'd love to get all this stuff digitized. How you doing it? What's it cost? Tell me about it. Okay, so it's a company called Legacy Box, and you can get up to 40 tapes. So you can get uh, some combination of VHS tapes or DVDs or cassette tapes or... I've even got a cart. <laughs> you remember carts? You got any mini? Sure. Mini deep? What are they? Radio stations used to run, run on, on carts. carts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, and so all this stuff, I've got forty of them, and I put them in this box, and now I send them away, and they're going to digitize them and uh, and put them in the cloud, and I'm going to have access to them because I huh. want to hear what it sounded like. Like for example, when I was in when I was starting out as a DJ, I would love to hear what that sounded like. Mm-hmm. When you were starting out with Scott and Br, same thing. Same thing. Shadano, would you, do you have tapes of a young Shadano somewhere? Yeah, they're probably somewhere. Um, they're, I mean, I would imagine there's somewhere in like the garage in my house in some like, uh, you know, crate or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to digitize these and then throw the rest away. Now, that John way I've got Ireland, a little bit of each show. John Ireland says no interest in digitizing, None. no interest mm-hmm. in going back and hearing them. No. No, I, I don't want to hear myself either. Yeah. You don't? No. no yeah, I'm, glad, I'm just glad I survived those really? years. Me what, too. Why do you not want to hear yourself? I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't even like listening to myself now. Don't you want to see like your how you've developed over the years? I See, to me, I'm fascinated by but what I, it was like back I, then. I don't know. Can't you tell in real time if you're having a good segment or not? No. See, I can't. I can't. I can't. Can. Like, I, I, I'm a terrible judge of segments. All right, but, but Mace. No, but I can't. I can at least, I feel like I know when things are feeling good in a given segment and they're not. Sometimes so. I think things are feeling good and it actually is crap. And sometimes I think I feel like crap in the segment. Then maybe you're right. Good. You do yeah. have bad judgment. Yeah, I do have terrible judgment. <laughs> but, but the question is this. Why is your okay? agent in here, by the way? Oh, my agent, Tom McConnell, he's making deals. He's making know. deals? Taking over for Side Kimmel. deals? Taking over for Kimmel. Yeah, it's a competition between Mason and Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. Let's see who gets job. the Kimmel job. Well, When's should, your audition? Um, right after his anniversary. He's got an anniversary show coming up this week in yeah. primetime. Okay. So congratulations to Jimmy Kimmel. At yeah. one point, I was going to be teamed with him doing a radio show. Things turned out much better for him. But yeah, no, my agent's <laughs> here. Uh, we're trying to get more vacation days. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why, why don't you, you just do more of those? Vacation? Yeah, why don't you just do what you always do and just take them? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. that's a scenario. Yeah. Mace, let me tell you what to do once you get these these tapes digitized. Yes. Then you need your own Mason and Ireland YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And I'm telling you, believe it or not, that if you just post all those old shows on YouTube and you just put a picture of you and John over the audio, over the years, thousands and thousands and thousands of people will eventually hear all that stuff. I think you're probably right. There would be st- There's weird stuff. Like, I've got video that says, dunked in chocolate. Now, I want to see what that looked like. We did the Valentine's Day bit where you get dunked in chocolate. Yeah. I want to see what that looked like when I was, I don't know, 23 years old. Or I've got buried alive. I want to see what it looks like when I was buried alive for 48 hours. I did a lot of stupid stuff, and I would love to see what those bits and actually look like. What those look like now, because they were shot in low-def VHS cameras, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Right? High 8. I was, thinking, I was thinking about that when I was stuck in a Portland hotel room yesterday that I was watching this uh, game on TV from Buffalo in HD, and the, the screen was perfect. I mean, I could see, like, literally the mesh on guys' uniforms. Mm-hmm. And you imagine if we were traveling 30 years ago, it would have been like a fuzzy... Oh, my God. You know, I, I don't know how we, we survived all those years with so, no HD. During the mm-hmm. pandemic, obviously, they showed a bunch of old games, right? Right. And, and a lot of them in standard definition. And I was thinking like, oh, like, yeah, HD's been around for a long time. Yeah. They showed 
I, I remember on ESPN one night they showed the 2006 NBA Finals when Shaq got traded mm, to, to the, right, and it had the wings the on win, it. Exactly. And I'm like, I don't remember oh, yeah. that. Yeah, being and that isn't there a way definition. now that they can? They can clean those up. Like, for example, you know, I watch that old Baywatch channel. Yeah. They went back and remastered all those into HD. They Aren't weren't those sh- still. They weren't. No. They weren't shot in, AD, in HD. They went back and remastered them in HD. Why can't they well, do that with old games? You could remaster them. I, yeah. There are a lot of old games. Right. But that's and, a lot of work. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a lot of work. But I was yeah. stunned that 2006, 16 years ago. Right. At that time. Oh, actually, less. It was like 14 years yeah. or whatever it was at that time. And I was like, wow, that wasn't that long ago to be in standard definition. You know, I was reading today that there's this move, and I think the uh, National Association of Broadcast People is going to fight it, but they're talking- Your Hall of Fame nomination? No, they're, oh. they're not fighting my Hall How of Fame How about your nomination. agent gets you into the Hall of Fame? How about that, John <laughs> is he Is he here to get you a star on yes. the Walk of Fame? Yes. That's what he's negotiating for? So uh, here is uh, one thing that they're talking about is whether or not to include AM, FM radio as a standard feature in cars. So, Well, you know, now a lot of cars don't have AM. So I have the Mustang Mach-E. Now mine has, uh, which is the EV, right? So mine has AM radio. But Andrew Siciliano apparently was texting Chris because he's like, I know he said Sedano has the Mustang too. Does his have AM? And Chris says, yeah, his has. And he's like, apparently the new model, the 23, does not come with AM radio. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what what's going to happen? We're going to need, everybody's going to need to migrate to the app. Yeah. Which, yeah, by the way, sounds better on, on, you know, on your car radio anyway. Well, I always tell the people in the IE specifically when we power down, like, you know, like, even when we don't power down. Yeah. Like, just listen on the app. When I was driving out to Yamava, yeah. it got to a point where I was listening to you guys, and the crackling was so bad that I switched to the switched app. Switched to the app. Yeah. By the way, Yamava is a big viewing party on Sunday, right, Cappy? That's exactly right. Now, are you and Juan really committed to the project on Saturday? So, Juan and I are committed to dinner at, at the Pines, which is their fancy restaurant, and mm-hmm. then the going show. to see the Leslie Jones show. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did then, you see Leslie Jones take out Stephen A. Smith oh, on the Daily Show? Oh, it was great. Yeah. On their Rihanna bit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, then uh, Sunday morning, we're, I'm going to play some poker, and then we're going to hang out at the viewing party. Uh, not stepdad Leo and my mom are going to be there to watch the 49ers game. I'll call it the Eagles game. They're, right. they're there to watch the Eagles game. How much game. did that fly, pain Eagles, you fly. that you picked the Cowboys and the Bills to be in the Super Bowl, and both of them had the Mace curse? I did. I had Cowboys Bills in the Super Bowl. What now, a I was thinking about something. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't Marcellus Wiley play for the Cowboys and the Bills? Cowboys and the Jaguars. Bills, Jags, Chargers. Yeah. All wow. out. Yeah. All out. It's the Marcellus curse. It's Wiley. If if Wiley played for you, your team is eliminated. Plus, he's a Clippers fan. <laughs> yeah. That's a and lot of losing. That's eliminated. a lot of losing for one guy. Yeah. What did you think of the Shannon Sharp thing on Friday night? It was wild. I yeah. mean, I so did you go to the game? No, no, I was I was watching it on TV, and then it was all I saw Dave McMiniman's tweet because I have him on alerts. Yeah, and I was like, whoa! And then I'm at that point, I'm scrolling on Twitter. Which, by the way, Elon, I hate this following versus for you stuff. Can we just get everything? In I don't sequential understand order? what is following it for you. So following gives it to you in random orders, and yeah. then for, uh, or for you gives it to you in random orders, and following gives it to you in chronological order. How like, do you, you, go to how the do you top set it up? No, if you go open your Twitter right now okay. on your app. On all my right. app on my phone. Yeah. It's on the right. desktop too now. By oh, the way. I didn't know that. So yeah. I'm, we're it all says opening. for you, right? You see on the yep. upper yeah. left? Yeah. For you is who you follow in the order Elon thinks you should see it. Um, oh, so that's the algorithm. On right. algorithm. And then following is in chronological. So if you hit following, then it gives it to you in chronological. Oh, that's how I want it. 
Yeah. So there's everybody I'm following in chronological order. But it automatically defaults to for you. Right. Because that's what Elon wants. Yeah. Every time you so open you up the app, it immediately goes to for you. So, um, so anyway, I'm watching this and it's and it's breaking down like, you know, in real time, the videos are flowing on Twitter. Right. And I'm like, whoa, this is nuts. And then I thought You could to, get every angle yeah, from it watching was great. it on Twitter. And then I'm thinking to myself, Shannon's a big dude, but he doesn't want any piece of Stephen Adams. Nobody he's, does. No. Steven Steven Adams. Adams. I think He's the only guy, that. George, who's the only guy in the league that could take Stephen Adams in a fight? Like right now? Yeah. There's one, and you know him. Oh, James Johnson. Right. Yeah. 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 He's a former MMA fighter, he's, but he's other than- He's black belt. Michael yeah. and I have talked about this. Yeah. Other than him- No. I think Stephen Adams is number two he, on the list the guy of guys that, you do not want to fight. 100%. Who, who was the guy that he was pushing? Because there was like a little short white dude that was like That's all over. a security over. guy, I think. God, he Although, got his I will face say like this. pushed with like a listen, full fan. Listen to this apology that Shannon Sharp did today yeah. on Undisputed. This might be like the best apology I've heard a public figure give in a long time. This is how you do an apology. Hit it. As you probably have heard or have seen... Friday night um, at the Lakers game, I want to apologize for my behavior. You know, guys, I've preached for the last six and a half years, responsibility and accountability. And I take full responsibility for what transpired. It does not matter what Dylan Brooks said or how many times he said it. Me being the responsible person, me having the platform that I have and having so many people look up to me, I was wrong. I should have lowered the temperature in the arena. Instead, I turned the temperature up and I let it get out of hand. And I want to apologize to a few people. First of all, I want to apologize to the Lakers organization, Jeannie Buzz, the Buzz family. I apologize for any harm or unwanted attention that I brought to your organization. I want to apologize to the fans that were in attendance and the fans that watched on television because that's not what you paid for and that's not what you tuned in to watch. Shannon Sharp should have been mentioned as a as someone that was at the game, not someone <laughs> that let his emotions run high and get out of hand during the game. I want to apologize to the Memphis Grizzlies. Grizzlies organization and fans, I am sorry. More specifically, I want to apologize to Dylan Brooks. He is a fierce competitor, and seeing him up close, I get a sense of why he is what he is and how he's wired the way he's wired. Bruh, I apologize. I wish you the best of luck the rest of the season and continued success. Nice. Yeah, I, I thought that was good. He, he covered well everybody. Yeah. 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 Maybe we hear so many people go, if I offended anybody, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know that was, was the, the opposite. The best part of watching it on TV was once ESPN came back from halftime, they showed, like, the perfect angle, yeah, right? Yeah. right. And then all of a sudden, Mike Breen and Mark Jackson come on, and they're, like, talking about it. Like, so something happened while we were away and breaking it down. And Mark Jackson's like, do we have to talk about the basketball game? I want to keep talking about <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, John, what was the deal there? Like, because to me, you know, Karen is sitting in the front row, and she says something to LeBron or Brody. She gets tossed. Right. I mean, here's Shannon Sharp, Hall of Famer, celebrity, and I kind of think on one hand it's kind of a publicity stunt, but whether it is or it isn't, he's he's welcome back in. That's a great question. He did get a lot of publicity. Um, and you know, well, you know, Jeannie Buss and the Buss family are not Jim Dolan. You know, who are going to throw out throw you know, somebody out. Charles yeah. Oakley out. Although the yeah. average person, if it, if Cap, if it was you that. or if it was you or me, we would have been thrown out. Yes, but he, we're not in the Hall of Fame. You know, right. Yeah. You're not you, you always want to be someone who's in the Hall of Fame or someone who can get away with stuff, Cappy. That's your thing. Well, I am in a Hall of Fame, George. You know the oh, Western that's right. Pennsylvania Hall Jewish of Fame Sports Hall of Fame. Western Pennsylvania Jewish Sports Hall of that's Fame. That's right. No, there's no such he thing. He is. He yes. showed me a picture. Right. I Mace. actually found it on the internet too because I didn't believe him for a okay, second. Okay, so Michael is texting me yeah. and Michael will be in tomorrow, but here's what he writes. 
not sincere. Oh. Talking about oh. Uh, Shannon's apology. Still making himself the story all for show. Yeah, publicity stunt, which, by the way, I mean, you, you got to go back a couple weeks ago after the DeMar Hamlin thing happened, how everybody went after his partner, and then he comes on the next day, and he, you know, balls him out and then can't get through well, his Well, no, monologue. he actually did not come on the next day. Well, no, the, the day after. You're right. Yeah. Right. So, so, but my point is, is this. These guys are smart when it comes to drumming up publicity yeah. for a show. You know what, Cappy? I'm out of here. You know, I think uh, you're done. Did you, you won't s- let me get a word in edgewise. Yeah. Did you it? see that crap, uh, Bayless scammed last night? The one where he threw Dak Prescott's jersey in the yeah. garbage and as soon, can. As soon yeah. as that video no. was over, he went back and fished it out exactly. of there. Exactly. No, I don't pay attention to anything he does. Did not see it. It's yeah. just. It's just all trolling. No, I know. I don't pay attention. It's a human troll, but it is what it is. I guess trolls are human, but. He's got a lot to worry about with those Cowboys. Oh, yeah. Cow- there are a lot of Cowboy fans here in Southern California who were, you know, sobbing yesterday. How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? All right. Uh, that's it for uh, Super Crosstalk. What is it brought to you by? Is we are back to you? to you tomorrow at 1. In the meantime, Super Crosstalk, thank you, George, is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. How many vacation days are you really looking for that your agents I'm um, angling for five more. Five more days? Yeah, five more or days. Or five more weeks. Five more days. Oh, okay. I already have lots That's of six? weeks. That's uh, it? One week. One more just week. act like you're sick. One more week. Yeah, just be sick. No, no. I I, I want to be legit. All right, uh, back tomorrow at 1. Shidano and Cappy next, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Yeah, it's true, dude. Heavy heart. Heavy heart, George. Woke up to that news yesterday. No question. And I uh, just want to send love and everything else that we can possibly send good vibrations to Monterey Park and everybody whose families were impacted. But, George, I mean, with so much that happened this weekend, football, the Lakers last night, the trade today. Yeah. No, there's a lot to get into. And, and real quick off the top, uh, we're thankful that Laura is here because she was right in that area, right, the other day? I was. I was like a mile under a mile away from there, my boyfriend and, and you I. saw all the cars and the commotion. We thought you know. it was a car accident that was just bad. We didn't know yeah. what was going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so we're glad you're here. And again, our hearts go out to the families of those who, who passed away, as Christopher mentioned, with the senseless violence. And uh, yeah, not, not, not great in that regard, for sure, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Just really, really heartfelt uh, love and prayers for those people. Uh, Amen. Amen. And, and those and those families. 
So let's get into, there's no easy transition to that. No, there isn't, but I got to just say, I'm looking at you right now on video. I'm looking at you on YouTube. You are having one spectacular hair day. I mean, my good, there is, actually, you are looking fresh and clean, my man. I mean, there is not one out of place. Um, I encourage all of our listeners on radio to come check out how hot we are on video. Yeah. I mean, sure, if they'd like to do that, they can. I mean, that is, you are having one unbelievable day. Yeah. Thank you, I, I guess. Yes? I yes, guess. very you. much. It's a compliment. All right, thank you. Take it. Uh, so, let me ask you a question, Kevin. Go ahead. You have been very anti trading any draft capital for the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm. Mm. Wait, wait, what do you mean? Mm. I was very much not wanting to part with the two first-round picks. Second-round picks, I mean, I don't care. <laughs> so you're good now? Well, I... I think that the Lakers made a trade today that is a good thing for the team, I think. Yeah. Even though I must admit, outsider here, NBA you outsider. You know nothing about Rui Hachimura. Zero. Yeah. Come on. Nothing. Rui Hachimura. I was yeah. like, who he play for? Yeah. I, I, I'm like Charles Barkley on this. I was like, who? So can I get a Sedano scouting report on this guy? Rui Hachimura, I would say, is got the the look of a player that you want on your team. Like I don't uh, you know I think he has been fairly inconsistent as a player, but I think that there are more tools there to be mined. And if you heard me during crosstalk, I think the Wizards are one of the worst teams to mine talent. Like they're just not great at player development. I think the Lakers have had far more success than most teams, but certainly more than the Wizards. And I think Rui is like a, a nice player. I think that uh, he's not a great shooter. Uh, he's really great in the mid-range. That's where he's great. Uh, I don't know how much that helps the Lakers, but perhaps the Lakers can help him stretch that a little further. And if they do that, then they're really in business, I would say. But defensively, he's, um, I would say, below average, but he at least has length, which is a need that they have. If I were the Lakers, I'd still be looking for perhaps some secondary uh, big man defense, right? Like somebody you can get cheap. Uh, and, you know, figure something out there. Because I, I do think the rest of their team is okay, unless you can make some seismic trade for Russ, which I don't think is going to be possible anyway. So, Well, why would we want to? I mean, I mean see, the come thing on, is, let's be real here. Well, what do you mean, let's be real? He's I mean, come $47 on. $47 million. Dude. I know, but George, that move? Like, George, did you not me, see uh, his performance on Friday night? I mean, did, did, did the you, Lakers beat Memphis? Did you see his Memphis? performance last night? Well, I saw a lot of everybody else's performances in the first half, too, and then I saw it. Listen, don't tell well, me Darvin about Ham Portland. didn't play him for a reason at the end. Well, hey, listen, it's a good thing you got leaders, whether or not they're here long term, but it's a good thing that you read this story about Patrick Beverly going into that locker room at halftime going, uh, hello? Like, hello? Like, are you guys here right now? What are we doing? We get to play basketball. We get to make a lot of money. We get to play for the Lakers. We get to play here with LeBron. Let's go. Come on. That was a great comeback last night. It was a fantastic comeback. The second best comeback in Laker history, according to Mike Trudell, everyone's favorite sideline reporter who reported that on Twitter yesterday. He's not Alan Slewa's favorite sideline reporter, I'll tell you that Why right is now. that? I just think after the whole tap me while I'm peeing bathroom gate thing has soured Slewa on Trudell. I'd say he's now like his third favorite sideline okay. reporter. Well, I mean, whatever. We can ask Slewa that when we see him the next time. But uh, I, I just think that this Lakers team was worth investing in. I think it's still worth investing in, and I think that they should continue to invest in this particular team. I think that if you look at the Western Conference, okay, you're talking about 
teams that are separated five through 12 are separated by three and a half games. Like, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So make another move. Well, listen, Kendrick Nunn was a guy who two years ago when he was brought to the Lakers, I mean, he was thought to have been somebody that could have made a contribution. Mm. Well, I mean, the fact of the matter is, mm. is that he, he didn't make any contribution. Let me tell had, you something. Yeah, go ahead. When that move happened, yeah. I specifically said this is not the type of player that they need. He doesn't play defense. He's okay as an offensive player, but he's small. And, you know, look, uh, here's the thing is what I would tell you. Like, guys play with the heat, and they will maximize them. But by the time they leave there, like, they've probably been maximized. Like, I, I wouldn't invest in a ton of guys, mostly because they – the way they run things over there, like a military school. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't know how much guys have left in the tank after playing there. Well, the bottom line, though, with Kendrick Nunn was he gave you zero, literally zero a year ago, and he's given you very little, a couple of flashes here and there this season, but he's an expendable piece, no doubt, and if you can gain some height and some length, again, I I admit, I don't know a whole lot about Rui Hachimura. When I heard his name, I had to go start looking the guy up. When I see that he's from Gonzaga, it was a first-round draft pick back in pick. 2019, I go, I don't remember one Gonzaga game where I was like, hey, see that kid right there, Rui Hachimura? That guy right there, he's good. Yeah. So it's four-plus years after the fact that he was at Gonzaga. I got zero scouting report. I'll take your word that he's a younger guy who's got developmental possibilities. Well, younger-ish is what I would say. Younger adjacent. He's not like 22 anymore. He's like 25. So right. there, there's that. But he's still young enough where you can mold him into something more than what he's been. Uh, or he's going to be 25 in a couple of days. What, what do you expect, though? Here's my question. What should anybody expect? Nobody, I think, is, is celebrating like, ooh, we got Rui Hachimura. We're now all of a sudden going to win the NBA no, championship. No, I, I think you're better than you were. You know, just based on, like, just having a better fit on the roster, I think you're better than you were. And ultimately, you need his size, and you need someone to play the four uh, at times. And, you know, you traded him for, like, a reasonable deal. Like, three second-round picks is what the market bears. And I don't think that that was an unreasonable deal. People are like, second round picks. You can buy second round picks after the 45th pick. Second like, round picks? Hold on. Since since the end of last season, all anybody's been talking about is, do you part with these two assets of first round picks in 27 and 29? It's, it's the one thing that has been discussed ad nauseum. We've all talked about the two picks, 27 and 29. Three second round picks? No one has ever one time been like, hey, listen, you know, we're really discounting these second round picks we got here because, you know, we're only talking about these first round picks. It made all the sense in the world to me to get rid of a guy like Kendrick Nunn who's just not doing anything for you. Right. To get a body, which yeah. this team desperately needs because they've had so many injuries, yeah. to get a body that can maybe help you on the floor a little bit more than what Nunn can, can do. But I'll tell you this, George. You know, I, I have been the guy who's been saying, you don't really need to make a trade. I believe in this team, and I believe it's going to get better, and it's going to peak at the right time. Yeah. How do we like the performance of a guy like Thomas Bryant? That guy is not just doing things that maybe we didn't really expect him to do, but, man, he's playing with some real swag and attitude out there. Those two back-to-back dunks he had late last night, dude, that was awesome. 
Yeah, go, he, Thomas Bryant. He's been great. Um, he's a good offensive player. I think, you know, the problem is that you're going to run into a situation where he's unplayable on the defensive end. But for now, in the regular season, he can help you, yeah. Well, maybe if AD comes back, you can take AD out and you can just have Thomas Bryant foul people. Just go mall dudes. It's <laughs> my game plan, George. I mean, hey, whatever works, pal. You know, trying to win some games here. Yeah. You know? So, I, I look, I, I think if you're asking me today... Like, is this a good deal? Yeah, it's a good deal. Like, I have no problem with it. Like, I, I don't think, again, it's like the game changer, but it's a positive step in the right direction. I'd like to see more. That's what I'd say. Well, it definitely should tell us that the front office has the same thought process, which is, look, nobody's run away in the conference. Mm-hmm. There's still enough time. We, we know that AD's going to come back. We hope that he'll stay healthy. LeBron's playing out of this world. Brody has surprised all of us. So you know what? Little pieces. Let's tinker here and there, and let's fix around these guys, and then we'll just see what happens. We will. I mean, we don't have anything else to do, so might as well see what happens. Well, I mean, could just be sitting around watching the divisional round of the playoffs, you know, and that could have distracted people. Yeah, but that's only a couple that's only like a couple hours on the weekend. Know, but then you got to think all week about Patrick Mahomes and his ankle, what's he going to be? Well, we're going to get to all that later, too. Oh, By I the way, we do we I, Laura, I just sent you Patrick Beverly uh being like snarky with our guy Trudell, and I love Pat Bev, okay? Pat Bev and I are cool. Uh but you can't be snarky to Trudell, I'm sorry. Can't be? Not no. allowed? Nope. I'm going to draw the line there with Pat Bev. I'm going to oh, say really? Trudell is my guy. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I'm going to defend my guy. Are you going to tell him that he's everybody's favorite sideline reporter? I am. I'm going to tell Bev that when I see him next. When is that going to be? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll see him uh, when I go to the game tomorrow. Yes. We're going to go to the game tomorrow night. Oh, we, we are going to the game. Sure. You are going? 100%. Okay. And I'm going I'm going Wednesday night in San Antonio Yeah, as well. I'm not going to the Spurs game. Yeah. Well, I'm entertaining, you know. Yeah, you asked me. You wanted me to entertain your guests. Well, I was like, hey, no, wait, my, wait, let's my get friends, to that. Hold on. Let, like let, meet let, you. Let's get to that. Let's get to the bottom of that. How you tried to coax me into entertaining your guests. I wouldn't say entertaining. I'd say meeting. Mm. I'm happy to entertain. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, but coming up next, let's get into the disaster that was the Cowboys at the end of that game and how the Niners continue to be historic in a way that most people didn't think a couple of, even a month ago or so. Hearts. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Living in just one month. Even true National Sweatpants Day. It's like every day. Dude, that's awesome. I didn't know there was National Sweatpants Day, but usually I never know any of these days. That's fair, too. You know, we should have the day off on National Sweatpants Day. 
Or you can just wear sweatpants. Yeah, I guess it was Sunday, so I guess we did have the day off. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Cappy. But, yeah, wait, can you just tell me, because now everybody in the circle of trust is now mentioning what happened between Mike Trudell. And Pat Bev. And Patrick Beverly. What, what did I miss? So in the post game, I mean, yeah. I'll just play for you. In the post game, Trudeau, you know, honorary gets the first question, right? So Bev comes to the podium, and he asked him about Damian Lillard's and his battle with Damian Lillard. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. It did seem like you you had a, a the kind of a constant dialogue with Dame throughout. You end up tonight being the plus twenty seven. Uh, Dame has a slow shooting night. What what were you looking at matchup wise? He would he would have cooked me. He would have said he had. I couldn't guard him, but now you missed a couple of shots as a slow shooting night. Honestly, well, I, I said you were plus twenty-seven. No, right? That, I, I did a good job on Dame. That sound better. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask the question. Let you answer it too. I just answered it. Next question. Any more on just the, the? Oh man. Oh man. I thought Trudeau handled it great. I yeah. I, I don't you think? Yeah, I just it, that's where you know when you're setting up a question and you're kind of propping a guy up. That's where that kind of goes wrong. You know, like you kind of think, hey, I'm setting you up to say, hey, nice work, but you've taken it all wrong. Right. And now you're coming at me. And you're the player and you're up there on the podium and I'm the guy down here asking the questions. And by the way, hey, Pat, I just want to show you. See this microphone right here? It says Lakers on it. So, like, when you get your direct deposit and I get my direct deposit, we're both coming from the same place because guess what? I work for the team. You know, like, we're teammates. Like, why don't you, you know, pump the brakes a little bit, pal? Are you telling Pat Bev to check himself? I'm telling him to pump the brakes. Oh, that's different. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a little less than check yourself, but it's, it's bordering on. Let's hear it again, because I thought Trudell did a good job of standing up for himself and while also being cordial at the same time. It did seem like you, you had a, a, the kind of a constant dialogue with Dame throughout. You end up tonight being the plus 27. Uh, Dame has a slow shooting night. What, what were you looking at <laughs> matchup-wise? He would have he he cooked me. He would have said, yeah, I couldn't guard him. But now you missed a couple of shots as a slow shooting night. Honestly. Well, I, I said you were plus 27 now. Right? That, I did a good job on Dame. That sound better. Well, I was going to ask the question. Let you answer right. it, too. I just answered it. Next question. <laughs> I mean, listen, Dame Lillard was 5 for 17 from the field, and he was 3 for 13 from three-point range. Um, it was a slow shooting night was being polite about it. And, um, hey, I am giving you credit. Really, what I'm asking is, what were you saying to him? Because you were in his face all night long. So what's up? Like, were you in his head? Is that why he had a bad shooting night? Come on, Pat Bev. Cut my man a break here, will you? Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty weak sauce. It was like that time when uh, Kyle Kuzma was on the radio with you. I was listening to that that day, and I, I, was, I wanted to jump through the radio and grab him. You know, like you were talking about, I don't know, free throws or something. Oh, yeah. I just got a text. From who? O'Shea. What's he saying? Says, he says what you should have said, but he said it better because, you know, he's O'Shea and you're not. What do you say? Pat Bev better recognize who the hell has Laker tenure. Yeah. Don't come at Trudell, bro. Your ass just got here and ain't exactly putting up a damn thing. So yeah. pump the brakes. You see? Pump the brakes. Pump them. Pump, pump, <laughs> pump, pump them. Yeah, pump the brakes. Not check yourself. Check yourself is just next time. Let me tell you something right now. Next time it happens, and it could, we go we go to check yourself level. Right now? Right. O'Shea, feeling you? All right. Pump those brakes, Pat Bev. I'm going to talk to Bev next time I see him. Man, what are you messing with my guy Trudell?
What are you going to say to him? By the way, Pat Bev also went at Mark Jackson during a broadcast that I had a couple weeks ago. What what game was I doing? What Laker game was I doing? Hold on. Who did they play? Was it the Lakers against the uh, Sixers? No, was it was it the Lakers against the Nets? Who was, was it, it? Was it, it the Lakers against um, the Clippers? I don't well, remember what game I did. Was it the Lakers against the Bucks? Hold on. It was a was game it here. Laker game? I, no, Lakers I did the Bucks game, but it wasn't Lakers that Lakers Heat? Lakers Heat. That's oh, I was, was. going to say that next, Fungi. Thank you. Lakers Heat. And um, I think um, Mark and Jeff were talking about something about Bev, like, flopping or fouling they were talking about flopping versus fouling and bev was like chewing at them and jeff and mark jackson starts laughing he's like come on man and jeff actually went at him and said don't make us tell the truth well it's the truth i mean i'll let jeff say that well what is it that i mean listen you can ask jeff that well why don't you tell me what jeff would say not you saying it why don't you tell me what jeff van gundy would say my no i don't want to say that because then that gets assigned to me and jeff and i don't want that if you tell me off air, I'll tell everybody as Jeff. No, stupid. What? The assumption is like, hey man, you know, like y- you are you you've done a nice job to stay in this league, but you're not like you know you're you're not that good to be jawing at the broadcasters in the middle of the game. Oh, so Van Gundy is saying we'll tell everybody the truth, which is you're just kind of hanging on by a thread. Come on, don't I don't, don't know get about arrogant. by a thread, but no. yeah, He's don't get twelve all million dollars a year, you know. Yeah, don't get all arrogant on us, though. We'll tell everybody the truth, which is you're not that good. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Or Laura, he's saying. By the way, Laura has a cleaner cut. Let's hear the cleaner cut of this, of Trudell and, and Bev. It did seem like you uh, you had a, a the kind of a constant dialogue with Dame throughout. Uh, you end up tonight being the plus 27. Uh, Dame has a slow shooting night. What what were you looking at <laughs> matchup-wise? He would, he, he would have cooked me. You would have said he had a – I couldn't guard him, but – now, you missed a couple of shots as a slow shooting night. I understand. Well, I, I said you were plus 27. No. Right? Just say I did a good job on Dame. That sound better. Well, I was going to I was gonna ask the question. <laughs> Let you no, answer it. To. I just answered it. Next question. Next question. Next question. I'm going to talk to Bev. I like Bev, okay? And what are you going to do? I'm just like, Bev, why are you getting on my guy Trudell, man? Are you going to do this on air or are you going to do this off air? No, off air. Why would I, how would I do it on air? Okay, let's get him on the show. After you- we get Thomas Bryant, because Thomas Bryant's my new favorite player. Sorry, Brody. You're at your number two right now. Now you're with TB. Thomas Bryant's my you new number TBs. one guy. I love him. You love all the TBs. I do. Tom yeah. Brady, Thomas Bryant. I yeah. love them all. Yeah. I even like Troy Brown a lot. What time did Tom Brady play this weekend? Uh, it depends. You mean like uh, video games or what are we talking about? I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, that's right. The Bucks weren't playing this weekend. Shame. Yeah. And then the Cowboys. Uh, you know, they did what the Cowboys do, which is not make a conference championship. That's right. That is because, and I, I know he got destroyed all morning. I watch a lot of the ESPN morning shows. Yeah. And the number one bad guy, the guy who it's 100% his fault, is Dak Prescott. I mean, everybody was putting it on him today. Is it only his fault? I mean, no, it, it it's is, not. It is a, he's a big part of it. Of like, course. Yeah, but I don't think it's only his fault. Dude, first of all, let's start up at the top. Mm-hmm. Up at the top is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones gave Dak Prescott this insane deal to um, to a guy who was coming off a major, major injury. I'm not saying that his injury is why he didn't play particularly well yesterday, but the guy is a, a turnover machine. They gave him this crazy contract because they think he's one of the truly elite quarterbacks in the NFL. He's not. He's not. No. He's like middle-of-the-road guy. He's closer to Kirk Cousins than Patrick Mahomes, that's for sure. Oh, my God, no doubt. I mean, he's when Matthew Stafford was in Detroit, 
he he would love to have what Dak Prescott has, but Dak can't take him beyond or hasn't thus hasn't no, so far. He's not he's not that guy. Like no. he's not. And he, here's the thing. I think that they didn't help him in a lot of ways in that game. Now, he certainly first of all, he had the two picks and he should have had a pick six to Greenlaw uh late in that game too. Mm-hmm. So I mean he mm-hmm. was not good by any and I tried to tell you, this ain't the Bucks. He's not going to look as good as he did against the Bucs. And then the Niners had a game plan. Now, they didn't throw the ball a ton in that game. They actually, and you heard this on the broadcast, the Niners, this is why Kyle Shanahan, to me, is arguably the best coach in the NFL right now. Because he can tailor a game plan to a particular opponent. And he knew that the Cowboys could be run on. They were 22nd against the run this year. And early on, it didn't pay dividends. But late in that game, those last two drives they had for touchdowns, everyone talks about the Kittle play, which was huge. No question about it. I mean, come on. That catch, you know, tip the ball, tip the ball, and then somehow pull it out of the air just as you're about to get blown up by Diggs, who puts his head down and completely misses. But the way Kittle grabs it at that one one millionth of a second and brings it into his body, that was that was an amazing play. That was the kind of play that everybody watching went, oh! By the way, you know that I made that play when I was a little kid once? What do you mean exactly? A- a- even better, actually. You made a better play than what Kittle made last night. I did. Night. There's just no video of it because I was like nine years old. But we were playing football after a baseball game at the park, okay? So this is not a, sh- a sanctioned game? This is no, no, like- this is just a free-for-all, right? Okay, we're, gotcha. we're playing football. All right, all right. And my neighbor Frankie was the quarterback because he had a big gun, okay? Mm-hmm. And Frankie, may he rest in peace, no longer with us. And Frankie told me, George, just go deep. You mm-hmm. can burn this guy. And I mm-hmm. said, okay. So I went deep. Now, football, he launches this thing, Okay. And I'm running and I'm running and I'm running and I'm running under and I I'm 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 stretching out to get it in stride. It hits off the palm of my hands. Mm-hmm. It bounces up. Mm-hmm. Okay. It hits a light post as I'm running. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like one of those big thick concrete light posts. You playing on the street here or what? No, we're playing in the park, but it's a light post for the okay. baseball field. All right, keep going. And it hits the post. And then bounces back in my hands. I juggle it twice, grab it in, haul it in, touchdown, game winner, we're done. So you're telling me that nine-year-old Shidano in the park had an even greater catch than George Kittle in the divisional round of the playoffs, just about to get blown up, tip, tip, grab, one millionth of a no, second, and, bring... And by the way, off the light post, don't forget that, that's the key there. Okay, so, so you actually had a better catch than Kittle's yesterday. Yes, if Frankie were alive, I would call him right now. Well, shout out and rest in peace, Frankie. Yeah. And uh, it's a shame that that thing wasn't properly videotaped so we could analyze it. And compare it. And break it down. Yeah. Uh, But anyway. It's unfortunate. I think that the Niners, what they did, they eventually started running. And then those last two drives where they scored, they just started getting big chunk plays on the ground. So let's talk about it more on the other side. Because there's a lot of things there. But if you're really going to blame the Cowboys, I'm going to blame Dak. I'm going to blame Mike McCarthy, and I'm going to blame Kellen Moore, and I'm going to tell you why. Because there's one particular drive that I literally sat there dumbfounded. Wait a second. And let me tell you something else. Some unprofessional crapola that San Francisco pulled before that game. Oh, okay. We'll get to all that coming up in two minutes. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it turns to gold. Ah. Tiffany Amber Thiessen was so hot on Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, I was young enough to think she was hot on Kelly, Kapow- uh, Kelly Kapowski on Saved by the Bell. Yeah, but you not so much. No, no, 90210, though. Just, I don't know, man. I, I'm trying to think of what year that was, but God, she was so freaking hot. You know? Yeah. Probably because she lived with Brenda Walsh, and Brenda was so nasty. Just a nasty character, you know? And then Tiffany Amber Thiessen, she was so like, uh, I don't know, she was so anti-Brenda Walsh. As I recall it, anyway. Yeah. Um, Cappy, um, Hernandez tweets us in the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust, says, no catch, the light post interference. Yeah, I mean, George, you, you you do have an inanimate object that is con, you know helping contributing to the well. To the that reception. would be similar to like just a player trying to catch it as it tip if it bounced off my hands, it just tipped it back to me. Yeah, but on the other hand, if the if you were in an NFL game, but you know how hard it is to hit it off to, it to bounce off my hands off a light post back into my hands, bobble up in the air, and then catch it while I'm running full speed at nine years old. Yeah, it's impressive. I grant you that. Yeah, but again, there is no video to prove it. So, well, I can tell you. If Frankie were alive, he'd vouch for me. Well, shout out to Frankie. Yeah. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. Yeah. Uh, exactly all right, right, so let's finish this Cowboys thing. So you know what really had me, had me dumbfounded? Tell me. Everyone's focusing on the last drive, which mm-hmm. I get. Like, it was horrendous. The, it was ridiculous. And especially mm-hmm. that last play where it's like a rugby setup, basically, where uh, Ezekiel Elliott gets blown up as a center. It's just this dumbest well, thing. Well, not only that, but I mean, you, you complete the pass and the goal is get the receiver the ball so he can move around and start pitching it and moving it around. And do pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo, as Scott Van Pelt likes to call it. The guy was tackled before he even had, like, total possession of the ball. Right, it was crazy. So anyway, so But the drive before that, the penultimate drive. Mm -hmm, Nice word. If you recall, there was about, I don't know, nearly four minutes on the clock, three Mm -hmm. timeouts, right? Mm -hmm. What did the Cowboys do on that drive? What What was the end result? No, what were they doing while that drive was going on? Do you remember the play selection? Well, I do remember one play in particular where a receiver was hit by the sideline, and rather than moving to get out of bounds, he was hit. I thought went out of bounds and the clock should have Oh, no, no, no. You're talking still about the last drive. Okay, so what are you talking about? Then tell me. Yeah, I'm talking about the drive before that. Okay. The drive before that, mm-hmm. but when the one when you're talking about after uh, Elijah Mitchell ran out of bounds, I'm talking mm-hmm. about the drive the Cowboys had before that. Okay. And on that drive, the Cowboys, at, for whatever reason, I don't understand why they chose to do this. It made zero sense to me. Like, I, I don't even understand. Again, like, d- just didn't make sense. Okay. They get the ball, right? And the first play, they like go. Down the field, right? Short down the field. Okay, no big deal. Then all of a sudden, a deep pass on second and like 10, right? Second and 10, they're at their own 18. They're going down the field like a 30, 40-yard pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, you got three minutes on the clock. You mm-hmm. got three timeouts. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you've done a nice job for the most part in this game, matriculating your way down the field, like going, you know, a bit methodical, but nonetheless, you've got plenty of time on your side in the timeouts. Why are you all of a sudden trying to get these big chunk plays? Like, yeah, it worked with CD on one drive when you scored, um, but it... It, it it wasn't the it was the anomaly it was the outlier that one you know the big drive they had when CD had that big play out of their own end zone mm-hmm. they're trying to replicate that and I thought that was really stupid you've only made that work once the entire game you know what's worked the entire game you moving the ball you know dinking and dunking like that's actually worked and then the Niners have tightened up and stiffened up in the red zone but nonetheless you're moving the ball so they throw the ball down the field multiple times one time to Gallup incomplete mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then another time um he threw uh, another pass down the field and i'm thinking to myself this makes no sense whatsoever like the play calling is stupid you're so, saying and, and then he got sacked though, right he got by Abicom, right yep yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm like why you've you're just pick up the first down man like just it doesn't matter there's so much time so i felt like that drive really is what hurt them and then it gets worse on that drive because before they punted it away Remember, they chewed up 30 seconds on the clock. Right, right, before they punted. Right. Yeah, but remember, they got the ball. When they got the ball, there were three minutes to play in the game, 2.59 to play. When they finally punted the ball, there was 2.05. They took a total of 40, 54 seconds off the clock. So when you've got the ball and you're down by seven, you needed to sustain a drive and eat up the clock, and they couldn't do it. And they were down 19-12 at the time. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get it. Like, I just didn't understand. Well, here, I'll explain it to you. Let me explain it to you. Mike McCarthy is not a good coach, okay? Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl ring because probably 13 or 14 years ago, in the prime of Aaron Rodgers' career, Mike McCarthy had that one Super Bowl. And, George, subsequently... The Packers went back to NFC Championship games, but found ways to lose games. I can remember one year in particular in Seattle, he kicked like two 22-yard field goals, and they wound up losing the game, and Aaron Rodgers, that's when Aaron Rodgers was pretty much done with Mike McCarthy. McCarthy leaves the Packers, and when you have a Super Bowl ring and you're on the outside looking in, owners get caught up in he knows the formula because he's already won a Super Bowl. Dude, Mike McCarthy had one great Packers team and had had Aaron Rodgers for all those years and never got back to the Super Bowl. Right. He's not that great of a coach. No. Yeah, I couldn't believe that when they, on that penultimate drive, the pass to, to Schultz, all right, whatever, incomplete. But that one was at least like a short pass, right? Like it could have picked up at least a good chunk of of you know, on first down. But then that bomb they threw to Gallup made no sense. And then even worse, to your point, the chewing up of 45 seconds or whatever. Like, you could have run a couple of more plays when you got the ball the last time. Dude, the Cowboys, listen, Jerry Jones got real lucky in the early days when he had Jimmy Johnson and Troy Aikman and Emmitt Smith and Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper and Ken Norton on defense and, you know, all the names that you'll, you'll come up with. He had a great team. They had their run. Jerry has been hands-on ever since. And it's not like, you know, Jeannie, where it's like, she's not a basketball person. Yes, she is. She's been in basketball and around the Lakers her whole life. Jerry Jones, he played college football, and he's been an NFL owner for 40 years, whatever it is. He's a football guy. But he's not a great football talent evaluator. And so he thought Dak Prescott is a guy who should have made $100 bucks in the last two years, and the results are the same. He thought 
Mike McCarthy would be a better coach than Jason Garrett. The results are virtually the same. So it's Jerry, who's running the team, who hires the wrong coach, and then coaches the wrong quarterback, because when they gave him that money, they were kind of like stuck. It was either start over with somebody new yeah, or but give I Dak think, the money. I've been saying this for years, okay? And people think I'm nuts, okay? Let me decide. Go ahead. I think there's been a... For years, I've been saying there's a quarterback bubble and it's going to burst, right? Because not everybody should be paid like Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or whatever, right? Like, not everybody... Like, not everybody deserves like big time money like Kirk Cousins getting a a fully guaranteed deal was is beyond me like what are we doing there right Kirk Cousins doesn't deserve a fully guaranteed deal like Kyler Murray getting this crazy con- like what did what did Kyler Murray and Kirk Cousins prove what did Dak Prescott really prove how about the deal Russell Wilson just got himself in for what oh he did God. with another what, organization right. he did right he got paid for past performance not right. future performance so listen Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott together, this is as far as the two of these guys have been able to take you so far. Now, will they both be around? Because I'll tell you this right now. If Jerry Jones decides to fire Mike McCarthy and goes out and pays Sean Payton, here's what's going to happen. Sean Payton's going to be the same guy Mike McCarthy is. Because you know what Sean Payton is? He's a guy who won a Super Bowl 12 years ago or whatever it was, 13 years ago, when Drew Brees was in the prime of his career, got back to NFC title games and never could get him back to the Super Bowl. Right, but at least he got to NFC title games. McCarthy can't do that. No, no, but McCarthy did do that. He did do that in Green not, Bay. He right, hasn't been with, able to do not, it in Dallas. Not, not with Dallas. Is That's what I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. I think the results will be the same with Peyton. These are, these are guys that, that had their better years 15 years ago. But there's this fascination with these guys, George. Once they have a Super Bowl ring, it's like they're going to be able to do it year in and year out. It's not the case, man. Not even close. And Dak Prescott, of all the people, he's the one taking it the most. I mean, everybody's putting it on him. Did not play well. Who Did the Niners win that game or did Dallas lose that game? Oh, no. I think the Niners won that game. I agree. I mean, listen, here's the thing about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, we all know the story. He's a rookie. He's Mr. Irrelevant. He's only started seven games. Here's what that guy does really, really well. Yeah. He doesn't do what Dak did, which is turn the ball over. And it was close because remember late in the game when he threw the ball and it hit off the lineman's helmet and it went right into uh, Diggs' hands and he dropped the interception for Dallas? He doesn't turn the ball over. He lives to fight another day. He throws the ball away. He keeps drives alive. That Brock Purdy... That's some serious football IQ for a guy who's about 12 years old. Does he shave yet? He might not. That guy is young. All right, coming up next, Cappy, you and I, let's get into the Bills, the Bengals. Let's get back to Rui. The the Lakers trade for Rui. You had no idea who he was, but now you're all in. We've sold you. Pat Bev disrespecting Trudell. We're the show of Trudell. We're not having it, right? You got to pump the brakes. Yeah, got to pump the brakes. I'm with him. I'm with you. All right, we'll get into all that coming up next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.